Bruce Newberry. The food dude. Well, we had said a little bit earlier we were going to talk about holiday cooking and special dishes and creations, and we have something to ask about of our guest uh, from the New York Times and uh, other places, Melissa Clark. Nice to have you with us. Oh, so great to be here. Well, it's good to uh, have you with us here in uh, New England, and of course, we all want to talk holiday specialties. Everybody has one, (laughs) and so... uh, we uh, we want to find out what about the let's start right at the centerpiece all right the the centerpiece of Christmas dinner some uh, new ideas some recipes that uh, you might have had some success uh, with you might suggest to us absolutely well so this is the year that we are probably gathering with a big group of our relatives you know it might have been a couple of years since we've done this but here we are we're back in the kitchen together. Um, and it's also a time where we have to worry a little bit about our pocketbooks because, you know, there is still inflation out there and things are expensive. So I have a fantastic recipe that will take care of both of those issues for you. And it's so delicious. It's just such a great recipe. It's a porchetta. And what's great about this. I love porchetta. Um, oh, right? Porchetta. I mean, it's classic Italian dish. Um, a classic porchetta is a lot of work. But my version is really easy because instead of using an entire pig, um, which is a bit daunting, (laughs) I use a pig, a pork shoulder, a pork shoulder, also called a pork butt. You can find them really easily. All butchers have them. Supermarket has them. They're inexpensive and they feed a crowd. One seven pound pork butt is going to feed 12 of your nearest and dearest. And it's so easy to do. Um, Have you ever done a porchetta? Have you ever? I have not done one. I've certainly uh, partaken of them. And uh, a restaurateur friend of mine named Lou Perella does an amazing porchetta. Yeah. So you know that it's those flavors. Like the best thing about a porchetta is it's that combination of like the pig, you know, that porky, delicious meat with tons of garlic, lemon and then you need to use a lot of herbs those really um you know earthy herbs like rosemary sage fennel and it's super simple you mix everything into a paste you just take your your uh your pork shoulder you rub it all over your pork shoulder and then that's it you just stick it in a, a low and slow oven let it do its thing while you get the rest of the dinner ready and a couple hours later all of that fat on the top crisps up, it melts away and crisps up. And as it's melting, it's going to season that pork through and through with the herbs and the garlic. And it is so delicious. The meat is soft, the skin is crispy, and your guests are happy. (laughs) Oh, it just sounds amazing. Well, I figured that's the direction we were going to go, Melissa, when you said pork butt, because that's uh, what uh, the foundation of great barbecue is. So it is best to do that low and slow, however you're doing it. But I love the garlic and everything else in there. And it just, it is so festive and the kitchen's going to smell so good. And it's amazing. Yeah, it's going to smell, you know, the pineiness of the rosemary. It makes it smell like Christmas right away. You know, Christmas plus pork fat, which are pretty much the two best smells in the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa Clark, food writer, cookbook author, uh, New York Times food section. And, uh, you know, we do, we have a lot of folks who are partial to the Feast of the Seven Fishes, especially in Rhode Island, where we are heard, Melissa. And uh, you have a way to do the Feast of the Seven Fishes in in one pie pan. 
This is uh, this is an amazing thing because it's it's old school and quite frankly a lot of the uh, the parts of the feast of the seven fishes were done by one member of the family and maybe they're not around and it's so much work and labor intensive and everything else you've got it all in a pie. What do you have? Yeah, exactly. So this is this is a really fun recipe because you know when you think of the feast of the seven fishes you think of seven different dishes, right? And that is a lot of work. It's fabulous if you have tons of time, but if you are pressed for time but you still want to keep Keep that tradition. This will take care of it for you in one casserole dish. And what's great about this recipe is that it's based on a classic British fish pie. Really? So a fish pie is um, it's made in you know all over the UK, classic Christmas dish, and it's um, puff pastry, and then it's fish cubes in a really savory um, sauce with white wine and leeks and butter. It's so delicious. Mm. Um, but my version, I've stuck all, I've snuck in um, six other types of seafood in there as well. So not only do you have the fish, I put shrimp, I put scallops, which I know you guys can get fabulous scallops all mm-hmm. over New England. Um, and I put, I, I sneak in some anchovies too, because anchovies make everything better. They, <laughs> they do, they absolutely add that lovely, do. Don't you know, turn up your nose at an anchovy. Exactly. Um, and then I put clam juice in there because again, New England and clams, like, I mean, plus everywhere in clams. Clams are just delicious. And clam juice has that umami flavor. It's yep. so good. Um, and it just together, when you cook everything together, it just melds into this absolutely stunning, delicious buttery pie. And you don't have to make the pastry. You can buy the pastry. It's absolutely a stunner. Um, it is, you don't necessarily, you can use frozen shrimp. So, you know, you can save money there. So it can be economical and it can be gorgeous and something a little bit different for your for Christmas Eve. Usually seven fishes is usually Christmas Eve. Yes, exactly. Right. Wonderful. Talking with Melissa Clark. All right. Our time is limited here, Melissa, and I don't want to leave out dessert, but we, I want to talk about Lockies because uh, we've got, again, the, the uh, joining of two great worlds here at Christmas and Hanukkah happening around the same time. And uh, I love a latke. Yes. Okay. Latkes are, you don't have to celebrate Hanukkah to love a fried potato pancake, right? right? Who doesn't love a fried potato pancake? Uh, amazing, right? And so I've got a trick for you and it's on, I have a recipe um, at New York Times Cooking, and but I'm going to tell you the trick. When you grate the potatoes, you want to squeeze them out in a dish towel before you add them to the egg and the flour. Make them extra crispy when you fry them up. So that is my latke trick from me to you and all of your listeners. All right, Melissa, on to dessert. Do we do the trifle or the cookies? How about the trifle? Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do the trifle. Let's talk about because I think I mean especially we we're just talking about the UK and British traditions. Trifle is one of those British traditions that we should have more of here yes. because it's a giant bowl of pudding, a giant <laughs> bowl of pudding with whipped cream and fruit and cookies. You can make the whole thing ahead. It is stunning. It is easy. I mean, you have to make several components, but if none of them are hard. They're all easy. And it is a showstopper. I have a great recipe at New York Times Cooking, which is just a classic trifle with a vanilla custard. You cannot beat it. What do you do for a dish though in the, in 30 seconds, Melissa? What do you, what do you, what kind of a vessel, if you don't have the giant snifter, what do you use? You know, any bowl is going to work. I okay. mean, if you have a glass bowl, you're going to see the layers. It's going to be prettier, but you know what? If you have a ceramic bowl, it's going to taste just as good. So use whatever bowl you have. All right. Well, uh, where can we go to find out more about all of what you t- 
talked about today, Melissa Clark? You can find us at NewYorkTimesCooking.com. Um, we are there for you. We have thousands of recipes and you can sign up for my newsletter, What to Cook, and I'll come into your inbox you know, uh, twice a week. And um, Sam Sifton will be there another two times a week. Wow. Some good company. Thank you very, very much. All the best to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And thanks very much for being with us. This Happy holidays amazing. to you. Thank you, Melissa, very, very much indeed. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Food writer, cookbook author, Melissa Clark, New York Times food section. She writes A Good Appetite, and uh, she's got a, a, a newsletter that sounds like it would uh, be an amazing thing to enjoy for sure. Food dude, Bruce Newberry. We have our dear friend, my favorite celebrity chef, Jamie Gwen, on the phone. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> Hello, my friend. Happy holidays. Happy I am holidays. Very, very grateful to be back with you and on your show. Thank you. And thank you, by the way, for a year full of goodies. I hope you'll welcome me in 2023, but I'm very grateful for 2022. Me too. We've learned so much from you. And I, I've quoted well, you, you on more than one occasion. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, in fact, I, you're, I think the, the, thing that i'll remember the most about you in 2022 is the uh the grazing you know the uh the kind of the, the charcuterie board that you did and sort of the casual way that you approached uh, <laughs> one holiday or another and uh that that has come up wow and people have used that as an example but you were the you were the first the founder of the feast wow that's very kind and a lovely compliment not for the founder but definitely continuing <laughs> the legacy i'm actually still on a grazing campaign throughout the end of the year, because I've decided that this holiday season, because we do Hanukkah and Christmas in my house, yeah, I've decided that I really want to enjoy the party. And so I'm still on the charcuterie board train, and I very much believe in it. You know that. And it could be a whole mix of different goodies. Now, I have some really delicious ideas to share with you specifically um, with some companies that I've partnered with for the holiday season. But nice. with that said, you know, a grazing board doesn't have to just be cheese or meat. Um, it could be a bagel brunch, or it could be a dessert board, or it could be a bevy of things. I love boards for lots of reasons. I have a collection of boards and I'll pour goat cheese polenta on a board and then put roasted chicken on top and serve it in the center of the table uh, for family style meals. So Whoa. just, you know, try to, yeah, try to think bigger that way because your boards can be lots of things. Now, they are especially delicious as charcuterie boards. And I think any great cook, um, and chef that masters the board becomes known for that. So I have some ideas for you, of course. Yeah. Um, but can we start with something pretty, please, Bruce? Because I am all about, thank you. I am all about, sort of setting the stage. You know that, right? Like I love every holiday. I do the big game and Valentine's Day and, you know, all throughout the year. But when it comes to the holiday season, once Thanksgiving passes, I start to feel like, okay, it's time to reset for the holidays. So this holiday season, I partnered with Teleflora, the world's leading floral delivery service to send beautiful hand-delivered floral arrangements to my family and friends. But I'll tell you my best tip, and that is I put myself on the list this year. And yesterday, this gorgeous floral arrangement from Teleflora, for which I ordered, came to the door. 
my son was so enamored. Ah. There is something about the joy of the season. And I think that Teleflora outdid themselves. The new Christmas lineup is gorgeous. They have a vibrant Christmas centerpiece, Teleflora's vintage sleigh ride bouquet. I like that they're made by hand. I like that they're delivered to your doorstep by a local florist. I feel like I'm supporting local that way. Um, and I love the keepsake container. Um, because then someone has something to remember your gift by, right? So go to teleflora.com, learn more. But what a way to just sort of set the season right. Lovely. It sounds just lovely. You're so right. Yeah, they are. They are. They're very pretty. Now, let's get to the charcuterie boards, shall we? Because mm-hmm. I love a great big grandiose board. And we see them on social all the time. And they can be a little intimidating. But I'm here to tell you that a charcuterie board is more than just grazing. It makes a a great last minute gift. Maybe you are doing a gift exchange. You know, if it pops up, what do you give? Well, you build a charcuterie board on a small board. You bring it to the party or the book club or whatever it is. And then when everybody's finished, you leave the board as the gift. I mean, what's better than an edible present, right? Or maybe you're, I know, I love it too. Or maybe your in-laws drop in. You do not need to spend hours on a giant party platter. You can make it petite and pretty. So I keep Kellogg's crackers on hand. If you have 10 minutes, you can quickly and easily create an impressive charcuterie spread. You know I love townhouse toasted cars and club crackers. I memorize them in that order because mm-hmm. that's how I eat them. And they go with everything, right? They pair with everything. But the cool part about these Kellogg's crackers this year is that on the back of the box, Bruce, there's a QR code. And so you raise your camera app to the back of the box, which I have been known to do in the grocery store. (laughs) And it brings up like dozens of recipes for charcuterie boards. So you have all your inspiration there. It's very cool and very progressive. Nice. Hey, you are just so cutting edge, Jamie Quinn. Well, you know, I... I think that is like a really cool, edgy twist. It I is. think it's fabulous, actually. Why not? I mean, you know, knowledge is everywhere today. So, um, and then you're always talking about, you know, easy like I am. Let's make it quick and enjoy it kind of thing because we're short on time. And you know my love for olives. So don't forget this holiday season. Pearls, olives are my olives of choice. They are a family-run company. I love and trust them. And they produce the best olives. I love the black ripe. I love the blue cheese and the garlic stuff. I use them in everything. In fact, that side dish that I shared with you at Thanksgiving, the Brussels sprouts roasted with the That's blue cheese. That's the one, yes. Pearls. Oh, and the bacon. That was the greatest hit on the table. I mean, honestly, nobody noticed there was turkey because they were like, what is this? <laughs> and it, it was so delicious. But if you need a quick fix for the holidays, you take a mix of your favorite pearls, olives, you throw them in a saute pan, You add some uh, orange peel, preferably from a fresh orange, like with a peeler. And you add some freshly ground pepper and a drizzle of olive oil, and you just bring it up till it starts to sizzle because warm olives are lovely. Yeah. And it's a great cocktail starter. So, I mean, I think pearls are America's favorite olive for good reason, uh, because when you buy pearls, you're buying the best. Fantastic. Well, I think you've done it because, and the thing that I love about all of what you've been talking about is that 
at the holiday time, Christmas and Hanukkah and even New Year's, you it's different from the food holidays you mentioned, the big game, which will be here in a matter of a few weeks and Thanksgiving. You show up, you eat, and, and it's just like one event. But people show up for Christmas Eve or for Hanukkah, and some are starving, some haven't eaten all day, some just came to your party That's from true. dinner. So what do you do? And you've yeah, answered all you're of that. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. You have to feed a crowd of people that come from different places at different times over the course of hours, right? Here's my last one, Bruce, if we have time for one more, because this will make you a culinary hero. Easiest appetizer for the holiday season. You are already a culinary (laughs) hero, my friend, but we're just going to elevate your status a little more. All right. right, It's a one one ingredient wonder, because you already have honey in the house. You need to buy a package of right brand Applewood smoked bacon Mm -hmm. because I created a bacon lollipop. Now, the right brand makes this bacon that is so smoky and phenomenal. It's thick cut and you simply cut like one inch pieces from the whole stack of slices. So now you've got this like accordion, but they're all, you know, slice a one inch piece of eight slices of bacon all together. Yes. skewer it and you grill it. Oh yeah. You grill it and then you glaze it. I used ancho chili honey. You can use any honey you like. I wanted sweet heat. And it is probably one of the most delicious things you've ever oh eaten. Gosh. It's hand cut, hand trimmed, real wood smoked bacon. And the right brand has perfected this recipe over a hundred years. It's very chefy because I'll tell you, we love it as chefs. I do personally, because that taste of applewood is present in every bite. It is absolutely delicious. It's in the the, uh, refrigerated section of your grocery store. But it is that good. And we posted the recipe at dailylounge.com. And then, you know me, I post daily. It's very gluttonous, but hopefully well-received at Chef Jamie Gwen on social. But that one ingredient wonder, that bacon glory, I'm going to call it, is at dailylounge.com. Excellent. Everybody's going to go look. And uh, taste, and then uh, we're all going to try to do it. Fantastic. All of the best to you, my dear friend. Uh, Everything uh, wonderful for you and your family for this upcoming holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year. And uh, we will talk at length in 2023. I can't wait. I wish you and your family the same scrumptious season and healthy, happy, good times. And thank you for your friendship, longtime friendship, and for... Um, always allowing me to grace your program. I really appreciate it. You know that, my friend. Thank I you. do, and uh, back at you. Thank you so very, very much. All the best. Thank you, thank you. Talk to you soon. And Jamie Gwen was brought to you by DailyLounge.com. Bruce Newberry. The food dude. 